And in Claxtorp in the northwest province, uh, I also hear that Anglo Gold Ashanti has confirmed 17 of its employees have been injured after today's 5.5 magnitude earthquake which struck near its Val River operation. Uh, we're on the line to structural geologist at University of Johannesburg, Dr. Herman van Niekerk. Good to talk to you, Dr. van Niekerk. Um, good afternoon. Thank you. Firstly, just give me your, your, your initial reaction. When you felt the tremor, the earthquake, what did you think? Well, it was actually very funny because I was actually lecturing my students about earthquakes and I was showing them a video and one of my students put up his hand asking me, is this part of the video? You know, so it was pretty surprising. Amazing, hey? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have planned for that in a million years. <laughs> no, not, definitely not. <laughs> but then when you got the information, were you worried? No, um, I wasn't worried. You know, um, we've seen a, a couple of magnitude five and around about there in that general part of the world over the last 30 years or so. And then also quite recently, you know, we'd had a magnitude 5 and so on up in the Northern Cape province. Um, so it's not unusual, although, you know, we don't feel it very often in South Africa. And obviously South Africans living on a very stable piece of continental crust is not really used um, to the ground shaking beneath their feet. So, you know, it's pretty interesting. It is interesting, and the big question is why? Why is this happening? Is it because of the mines? Is it because of, what, are we on the fault line? I thought we were not on the fault line. Um, you know, a lot of people obviously are immediately starting to blame the mines and say it's mining activity and so on. And although the, the earthquake, the focal depth was pretty shallow, you know, I don't think it's very likely that it was you know, because of the mining activity. Um, there could be two reasons to this in, in my mind. The one is, and which is, not very likely, in my opinion, is that the mining activity is activating some of the very old structures that we do see in the earth. I mean, these structures we talk about being a couple of billion to a couple of million years old. Um, but in my mind, the most likely thing that we are starting to see over the last probably a couple of million years, although we don't always know about it, is that the, the old continental crust on which we live here in South Africa, largest part of South Africa, is under stress. Um, due to some reason and that reason might be something like the east african rift valley which we know you know extends all the way from the northeast of africa down to northern mozambique slowly it's trying to break open africa the continental crust of africa and that might induce some stresses in the continental crust and one of the ways that the continental crust can then obviously try and get rid of this built-up stress is by movement um, along some of these old, ancient fault lines. And I think that's what we've seen in the last couple of years. Wow. And if that is the case, then we should expect more earthquakes. Well, I don't think we should expect more. They will always happen. You know, we, we see throughout the, the world uh, earthquakes happen all the time, about the same amount of different magnitude earthquakes happening. So, you know, predicting earthquakes is very, very difficult. But I guess, you know, within the next couple of million years or so on, we will probably start seeing more and more earthquakes as this East African Rift Valley is trying to extend further and further south. But I don't think it's something that us as South Africans living on this, again, you know, emphasize very old, stable continental crust should be very worried about. Now we're talking about one person who's dead here. Have we ever heard any fatalities because of an earthquake in South Africa or is this the first one? No, no, no. I mean, our largest earthquake was in the Tulbach area in 1969, and there was quite a couple of fatalities there, you know. Um, and again, you know, you, you have to then start taking or looking at why do people actually get killed in earthquakes. In this case, you know, a wall collapsed on a person. So quite often, as we see in different parts of the world, when people don't conform to building regulations, when buildings are poorly built, that's why people die. 
So it's not necessarily because earthquakes are very big, it might be very small, but if buildings aren't properly built or, you know, we've got like buildings built in the wrong places, maybe in sand that could easily get liquid um, fired during earthquakes, then people will start to die. Um, but, you know, it's, it's not in, in a certain sense the earthquake's fault, if you, if you understand what I'm trying to say. Totally. Uh, listen, so one of the reports this afternoon is warning us about the aftershocks then. Um, are, are they a given? Uh, well, well, should we be expecting them? Well, look, if we look at the, the most recent roundabout of five magnitude that we had up in the Karkamas area around about the end of 2011, where, in which a couple of buildings were damaged and a bridge across the Orange River was damaged and so on, there was a, a, a couple of earthquakes preceding this and then also a number of earthquakes afterwards, aftershocks. Um, it's very difficult to try and predict them. The, the Council for Geoscience will obviously try and monitor the situation and see if they can do something like that. But um, I think we should expect that there might be some, some aftershocks. Obviously, they will. the chances of them being very big is going to be pretty small. They're usually a lot smaller and so on. They might be there. They might also not be there. It's a very difficult thing to actually try and predict. So final one, and this was always a predictable question. It came through an email from Louis Donald. He wants to know what the likely impact of fracking will be going forward uh, where, where earth tremors are concerned. Well, obviously, you know, where they're going to want, if they want to continue with fracking and where it'll be, will be in, in the Karoo, um, in, you know, obviously, you know, all know where the Karoo is towards the southern Cape side and eastern Cape side. Um, I don't think there should be any worried about, any worries about this because obviously the companies that will be involved in a project like this will clearly look at earthquakes, um, you know, threats, obviously at fault zones and try and make sure that they do not introduce anything, any fluids into the system that can maybe reactivate for, um, earthquakes and so on. So I don't think people should worry about fracking, um, you know, going to cause earthquakes or anything like that. We know in the, in the Western Cape there's been, a, I mean, where that's where the Tilbach earthquake was. There is also old fault lines that are resettling. And, you know, people shouldn't just jump to conclusions that it's always mining-induced or, or something like that. You know, nature takes its course. A lot of things still have to settle. And, um, you know, we have to live with planet Earth. And, and, and quite often what we as humans do don't really have much of an impact. All right, fantastic. Good to talk to you. I really appreciate your time this afternoon. Dr. Herman van Nick,